<laughs> Sometimes I hear these weird like. It's like, are you praying before we start? That's probably not a bad idea. Sometimes I hear these weird whining noises. Um, they're police sirens in the distance. Was that what you just? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I had my I had my ears in. I'm like, what is that noise? Is it preamp humming? It's the police. <laughs> That's really funny. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. We are full-time husband and wife, part-time RVers. Sharing RV tips, tricks, and our adventures along the way. Hello and welcome. Episode 13 of Cramming Memories. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. It's so lucky Brandy was born on a 13. Yep. My daughter was born on a 13. Our daughter, but whatever. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> our daughter was born on the 13th. So we had discussed, do we just kind of skip over 13 and just do 14? And it, we're like, it works nope. for us. <laughs> yeah, 13's been a pretty good number for us. So episode 13, we're going to chat about when camping doesn't make sense. Because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes. It doesn't make sense to hook this camper up and drag it behind me or jump in your A-class and take it down the road. Sometimes it makes more sense to jump in your uh, little four-cylinder and... <laughs> And get a nice hotel room. Get a nice hotel room. That's right. But welcome. Thank you guys for listening again. Uh, just reminding you, if you can, give us a review and a like on iTunes. And also check out that kit page if you're looking at things for your RV. Um, like I said, today we're going to talk about why it doesn't make sense sometimes to camp. Um, and I know there's there's some of you out there that are like, well, it you know it always makes sense to camp or take my camper because this is my home and I feel right. more comfortable. Well, we feel more comfortable in it too. Yeah, so I'm not trying to talk you out of that for that reason. No. But there are a few other reasons why it may not make sense to camp. And we'll also talk about why you need to keep checking on your reservations whenever you have made a reservation for a campground or if you can't quite get in don't give up hope and keep on checking on those reservations. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I have got my spreadsheets out. I've got my calculator out. Got the laptop pulled up. Got our laptop pulled up. We've got um, we've got some different scenarios to break down here for you. So <laughs> that's your favorite. Oh, I love looking at different scenarios. So there's some reasons why it may not make sense to take your camper if you need to go on a trip. Yeah, and we have tossed this back and forth for upcoming um, things that we would like to do if we're going to take a camper or if we're just going to go for a shorter amount of time and. Um, just look at booking a hotel room. Yeah, that's it. And I think that is that is the number one reason why it probably doesn't make sense to take your camper is if it's a short period of time. Very true. If you're talking about one or two nights. Not worth it. Yeah, typically it's not. Typically it is it is definitely not worth it if you just look at monetarily. Right, and it extends your travel time. Yeah, and even like the um, hassle for setting up and breaking down, Right. Oh, yeah. If it's just for a couple nights, for a night or two, um, you spend a good bit of time setting up and then taking down your camper. And that's taking away from the time that you're going to your destination point anyway. All right. Here's another reason. Um, it's going to be you and your spouse and your two kids. And they want to bring two kids. Uh-oh. That four-door truck is not yeah, going to work. Yeah, that's so true. So you have to jump in a minivan. 
Mm. So that could be another reason is you just don't have enough people. In your tow vehicle. Or, or you don't have enough space in your tow vehicle. That's right. So um, that or either you have to take two cars, and that's that's a super hassle. Yeah, it is, but it's doable if necessary. Yeah. One of the other reasons could be there's no campground close to where you need to be. Yeah, that's happened to us a, com- a couple times as well. So if you have something to do that's um, in City X or near Town Y, and there's no campground near there, um, staying an hour or two away and having to drive in. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't sound make, like fun. No, to me. it doesn't to me either. Nor to our kids. So Brandy and I were looking at a possible trip this fall. We have a couple of them already planned. We're going to the beach here soon. Yes, very then, excited about that. Yes, and we're yeah we are excited about the beach. And then we're going to be going to uh, Georgia here in the next couple months too. We're really excited about that yep, one. That's just going to be a mom and no dad only trip. Kids allowed. Yeah, not that we don't <laughs> love traveling with our kids, but this is actually going to be the first time we've ever camped by ourselves. Yeah, we're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, so we are excited. But we're looking at one more right around that uh, uh, Thanksgiving time, mm-hmm. just tossing around some ideas. Don't know if we're going to do it or not. And my first uh, thing that I always think about is, hey, let's just find a campground. And Brandy was like, well, that may not make a lot of sense. Right. For us, it, for this particular scenario, it just may not because we're only looking at um, going to this destination place for a couple days, doing a couple activities, and then there's really nothing else that I want to do in the area. Um, so I'm trying to decide if whether or not taking the camper is really worth it. Yeah. And uh, we were thinking about going to Dollywood. Oh, so no. if, if anybody knows Dolly Parton and can like hook me up with like a phone call or like just, How just, a, swell just a card, would that be? she's super cool. Yeah. So we've been to Gatlinburg several times. So we don't want to do the whole Gatlinburg thing. We just want to go just to do Dollywood right. for like maybe one or two days. So we kind of sat back with our pen and paper and calculator and looked at what would it really cost if you're just looking at this monetarily. So let's let's break this down really um, quick. Scott's favorite thing. <laughs> I'm going to put this in the show notes in a very abbreviated form so it's easy to look at. All right. From my house to near Dollywood, round trip is about 600 miles. That's a lot of miles. It is. Fuel, as of right now, is pretty reasonable in the southeast. Yeah, we're but that's about, always subject to change. Yeah, we're about 215, 220 max. Um, so I estimated at 250 a gallon. Um, and towing that 600 miles, it'll be about $167 in fuel t- to get the truck and the camper and us there and back home. Does not include drinks and snacks along the way for every gas stop. <laughs> no, but you put drinks and snacks <laughs> in your camper and you make your kids go in there while you're getting gas. But anyway, um, so not camping at all and taking our second vehicle, which gets much better gas mileage, uh, you know, because it's not towing anything. Um, that same 600 miles would only cost us about 50 bucks. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, that's that's about $117 difference. So right off the top, fuel is a definite savings. So, but you say, Scott, it's so much cheaper to camp. Just find you a campground. You'll save so much money. Well. This is true if you stay for three or four or five nights. Then you get into multiplication and it definitely yeah. is true. But we're only talking about a two night stay here. All right, so two nights stay around Gatlinburg, um, Pigeon Forge area. And being that it'd be close to Thanksgiving, they aren't super, super great if you're looking for a cheap campground. Typically, whenever I think cheap campground, it's $24 to $32 a night. That's a that's a fairly reasonable Right, campground. but in a destination area, 
on during our holiday week, it's going to be a little bit more. For sure. So we looked up several that uh, would be in the area, and they're they're about, with with fees and stuff, about $62 a night. That's yeah. kind of what we're what we're averaging out. So they are a little bit more um, because we want to stay near the destination. We don't want to go stay in like the Great Smoky Mountains where you've got primitive hookups that you can get it cheaper and drive, right. you know, drive an hour. We're going up there to stay close to something that we want to do for two days. Yes. So you're looking at sixty two fifty a night for camping for two nights would be one hundred twenty five dollars. It's not bad. That's still not bad for a place to you know to actually stay. Not camping, pretty much anywhere that you go that's not going to have fleas or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, uh, sweet ladies knocking on your door at night right. or whatever else yeah. is going on. Yeah. You're looking at 100 bucks a night. So we're looking at $200 a night to stay in a hotel versus 125 to find a camping spot. So wait a minute. We just saved a little bit of our, mm-hmm. our fuel money back, right? So let's look at our totals here. Total for camping for two nights and fuel would be two hundred and sixty-seven bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad at it's, all. It's really not bad for for two nights to stay somewhere and fuel to get there. If we didn't camp and stayed in a hotel for two nights and the fuel in our second vehicle, it gets much better fuel economy would be two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow. So we're only seventeen dollars apart. So really it's kind of a wash. Yeah. Mon- monetarily. monetarily. It's a wash. Right. But. So the hotel that we were looking at staying at has a very nice breakfast that I don't have to make. True. Um, It has clean towels that I won't have to worry about. True. It has, um, let's see, free coffee flowing. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. And it doesn't have the necessary things to hook up and take down a camper that are also included in our time. It's it's going to, for us, for this thing, it would save time. We have a hard and fast rule about camping in our camper. It's a two-night minimum, and that's for local stays because it's a lot of work, and we want to be able to enjoy where we're going. So we have implemented two-night minimum, and I think for further destinations, we probably need to add at least a day to that. Yeah, yeah, and we've just found that for us to really enjoy it, having that two-night minimum locally, mm-hmm. or maybe three-night minimum if we're going to go anywhere within a four- or five-hours drive, really yeah. does make it a lot more worth it. So some of the things that, that you definitely um, don't have to do as much if you're not towing is you don't have to have as many fuel stops. So we're talking about 300 miles one way. Um, my, my car... Or a second car, Brandy's mm-hmm. car, can can get there in one right, we won't, tank of gas. It wouldn't need a fuel stop. Yep. So you're only stopping at one, you know, one rest stop or maybe a gas station to grab a drink and a candy bar. Because, because it's not in the camper. Yeah, because it's not in the camper <laughs> and the kids expect it. We have totally conditioned them to stop <laughs> and get a snack. Um, so that is one more benefit is there's just not as many stops. So um, that is helpful, which means this... You know, if it's a five and a half hour trip, because I usually add about another hour in whenever we're towing because there are more fuel stops. And this guy typically only goes 65 miles an hour. Well, and it takes longer for fuel stops because you're having to navigate in. You've got to find specific places to stop. If for whatever reason we need to do a potty break in the middle of the trip in between fuel stops, 
you've got to find a place that accommodates. So that is, that is true. But I just want to throw this out there. I love towing my camper. I know. Makes me feel like a man. Well, I mean, I enjoy being in it as well. But just for a shorter trip, I'm not 100% sold on doing that. Yes, I'm like, when I'm cruising down a road towing our camper and I pass a car that's like our second car, I'm like, what up, loser? Oh, that's not very nice. (laughs) I'm towing my camper (laughs) at 65 miles an hour. And they're towing their groceries. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. So those are some reasons why it would not make sense to camp, in our opinion. Right. Like I said, this does not um, take into account those that are like, I always like staying in my own camper because I'm not sleeping in a hotel. I can't do anything about that. And I do not disagree with that. I do not disagree there. I love taking showers in my own camper And I love sleeping in my bed. I do too. And I love the air conditioner on humming that sings you to sleep at night. And typically whenever we've used it as kind of a uh, destination rolling hotel, we don't really set up a lot outside, if anything. That is very true. Which does cut down on your setup time. So... We're sitting on the couch tonight, kind of crunching these numbers, you know, adding and subtracting. This is what we do for fun. And because I I would rather camp than stay in a hotel, I'm like, what would make it worthwhile camping? (laughs) Well, staying longer. That's it. And that's that's kind of the tipping point for us. So we stretched it out and said, well, what if we do this, but we only do our destination for like two days and then we stay for two more days? as just camping. So, four nights, five days, but everybody knows checkout times at uh, campgrounds are ridiculously early, like, you know, you know, 11 o'clock, so it's not truly a fifth day. So, we looked at camping for four nights and five days. So, camping fee for just the four nights for camping would be about 250 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. So, but if we had to stay in that same hotel for four nights, it would be right at $500. Oh, that's, that's a little different. Yeah, with all the fees and lodging taxes. So total camping for four nights and five days would be 417. Not camping would be 550. And those are including your fuel cost. That's with fuel. Yep. Mm, okay. So if you look at it like that and you extend your stay longer, that's where camping really starts to benefit you and make sense monetarily. So it's, I don't know. For me, it's sanity. Because... If you're camping for longer, then I feel like you're a little bit more settled. If you're camping for a short amount of time, I feel like there's just a lot of runaround for us, for the way that we we do things, the way yeah. that we travel. And Brandy brought up a great reason earlier is if we stayed in a hotel for four days and we only had two of those days at our destination where we want to go, we would have to probably find something to fill up those other two days, which means extra expense. Right. Or, we, or, you know, we wouldn't know what we would do. So whenever you're camping and you have a couple more days, so you could do what you want to do and then have a couple days of downtime, of actual rest. Mm-hmm. So maybe whenever you come back home, you're not totally exhausted from your vacation. Right. And for us, it's easier to re- rest and relax around a campfire in a campground than it is sitting in a hotel room. Absolutely. So there you have it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. To take your camper. Yeah. But if you keep adding days, I think I may try to make it make sense. <laughs> you guys let us know what your thoughts are. If you think that um, you would do a short, quick turnaround trip to a destination place that's a few hours away from you, and or if you would rather just do a hotel room, let us know what you think.
right, I got a story for you. Oh, okay. I like story time. Yep. We had reservations. We actually got reservations for a beach trip that we're going on here in about a month. Oh, yes. I know that's Actually, story. a couple weeks now. Um, and there weren't many sites available. So? As there typically aren't at beaches at the end of summer, nor September, it starts to fall off a little bit. But then you get a lot of snowbirds coming down. Oh, yeah. But um, one day, Brandy was looking at our reservations, and she wasn't really digging the spot where I made No, he, he picked this spot because it was what was available, and it was um, it was not what I wanted. And it was near where we had camped before, and Brandy says, I'm a creature of habit. Total creature of habit. He would go to the same spot over and over and over because it's easier than looking for somewhere new, but that's mm. a different story. Easier or more comfortable? <laughs> Probably both. I mean, if you wear the same pair of shoes every day, they start to break in. But anyway, yeah, so she just wasn't really digging it. So she got on the website and started looking, looking, looking. And she texted me one day and said, hey, there's this other spot available that I think I like better. So I pulled it up and I really liked it better, too. I liked where it was. It actually had a little bit of shade on it, which is unusual for, for the beach. beach. <laughs> yeah, for any, for any places right around the beach. So um, I called those guys and I said, hey, we've got reservations for here on this site would it be possible to move them to this site they show available online? And she was like, let me check there, sir. She came back a minute later and, yep, we can move those reservations on over. It was awesome. Yeah, so our encouragement to you is even if you have a hard time making a reservation and you're not super happy about where you are, don't quit looking for that week and just look for spots to pop up. Or um, I'll go a step further. If you can't get a reservation... Yes. And you're bummed about it. Which we're working on that right now for next summer because there's places that we want to camp that book up a year in advance. Yeah, especially if you're a little more flexible with your, you know, with your weekends or if the destination is close enough to where if Friday morning something came up, you could be there by eight o'clock Friday night. Yes. And just just keep on looking online, keep on calling them. Even if they have you on a standby list, still call them. Oh, heck yeah. Because <laughs> uh, chances are the way most of these state parks or places work is uh, they write it down on a notepad, they put it on a sticky board. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it blows name, off in the wind, it's yeah, fine. And your name gets lost. So definitely keep on calling and checking on those reservations. One other thing about calling and making reservations, um, I kind of got my hopes up at a campground in Florida, and it's called, my wife's got to help me, I don't remember oh, anything. Top Sail. Top Sail, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful campground, and they've got trolleys that run down to the beach access. Private so, beach, it's yeah. lovely. This so is you, the place that we're really trying to get into for next summer. Don't tell them, they're going to make reservations. Oh, don't go, no guys. It's, no, it's a terrible place. You don't want to go. Um, <laughs> so basically, you kind of drag everything you're going to take to the beach down the road a little bit, and you wait for a trolley, and they take you down there, which sounds really cool to me because then you don't have to jump in your car. You don't have to, you know, drag your stuff quite as far. It's all about less sand in the car, let's just uh, be yeah, honest. It is all about less sand in the car. So um, I got real excited because I saw two spots pop up, and I clicked on them, and they were like, they're available. And I'm like, yes, let's book them. And in little bitty letters in, in parentheses, it said maximum length 20 feet. Yeah, you need to check those reservations or and check those websites. Yeah, and I was like, I've been on a lot of state websites where they say that, and I've still booked them, and I'm fine. 
Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I just feel real weird about this because why is every single other campsite? Booked? But these two, <laughs> and these two around this little curve by the by the comfort station, a hundred percent open. So the next day, I called, got some guy on the phone, nice old guy, um, and I, and I asked him about it. Hey, I'm looking at sites, whatever, whatever. I said I noticed there uh, there was a twenty foot restriction on them. And uh, I'm about 32 feet um, camper from a tip to tail. And he's like, oh, buddy, you'll never make it in there. Yeah. I'm like, like, never? Like, what if I try real hard? He said, nope. He said, the way that they are and they're by the comfort stations and there's some, there's some posts set up across the road that you couldn't even pull your truck out if you, if you were to, you know, pull across the yard and get them in there. So I'm very glad that I called and talked to them. So another word of advice is, is if you don't really know or if you're not sure, call and talk to somebody because they right. know that campground a lot better than that uh, artist drew it <laughs> on the reservation site. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Calling them is is key when you're trying to figure out your size and your location and what it looks like. Because this um, place that we're going to the beach, the first time we camped there, we had never been to this park and we were really excited about it and I remember you asked the person on the phone what she would recommend and because she knows that park she was able to recommend a great spot for us Um, and being kind to the person on the other end of the phone goes a long way just showing somebody some respect and decency and not jumping at them because they don't have availability when you need availability, you know. I think I think just being kind to the person on the other end of the phone is definitely beneficial. Yes, and I've actually been standing at the counter whenever people are calling. And usually a lot of the reservation systems are not as well, um, what's the word? Usually a lot of the reservation systems are are not as high tech as you as you think. No, they're, they're definitely not user friendly either. They're trying to figure out with their books in front of them from what the reservation system is telling them and then people are checking in and checking out. And and sometimes people get uh, flustered on the phone. So definitely uh, be nice and courteous and typically even if they start off a little bit um, sideways with you you can you can make them come around and usually they'll end up helping you and guiding you so you have a great vacation with them. So another thing too um, about reservations, um, we try to, when we're going to a new park, make sure that we look up campground reviews, which is actually how I found this spot um, that we changed to for our beach trip. Um, I always try to look up reviews for locations that we're going to and um, see if anyone has stayed in that same spot that we are looking at staying in. And that was a huge help for us being able to change our location because someone gave a great review for it, told us exactly what to expect whenever we're at that location. And then it also was beneficial for Scott whenever he was looking up reservations for Top Sale and trying to figure out why we could not um, book these two sites um, because some people on the reviews were noting that they had smaller campers and those were the only things that would fit in those sites. Yeah, and if and if you've never logged in to some of the uh, websites that do review, there's Campendium. Campendium is awesome. And there's... Um, campground reviews. Campground reviews. Go ahead and make an account for all of them. Absolutely. Any, and leave reviews. Yeah, anytime that you um, go to a campground, snap a few pictures. Um, it doesn't take a minute to really fill them out and then upload it from your phone. 
And then every bit of help that you're going to be for those people that are wanting to stay there after you, just think about how much help that that review system is to you. Absolutely. If everybody will just jump in and it use it because they've so been invaluable helpful. to us. Absolutely. It definitely is. It helps us tremendously when we're planning. And there's nothing more frustrating than looking up campgrounds that we've never been to before. And the most recent review is from 2013. Yeah, because you never know what's happened between then and now. A lot has happened between then and now. Very true. All right, guys. Thank you for spending episode 13 with us. We love chatting with you. We talked about some reasons why not make sense to camp. And also keep checking those reservation sites and even checking your reservation because you may find a better site out there. And again, if you have time, give us a review and check out our kit page if you want to see some of the items that we love to use and that may be helpful for you and your camper. Yep. And join us on Instagram and Facebook and join the community as we're getting ready to launch some fun things in those sites. That's right. And we are encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life. 